welcome to New England Beer Reviews, episode 19, Calzone Party. My name's TJ Davis, alongside my hetero life mate, Emily Schick. How are you today, Buddy McButterson? I fucking used that one before. God damn yeah. it. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Fine. Sweet deal. All yeah. right. Well, let's just like dip right the fuck into it. And you ready? I sure am good, buddy. Uh, try not to pop yourself in the face this time. But three, two, one, crack. Yeah, I still did. <laughs> Just a little bit, though. Oh, Holy man. crap, this smells so good. I, I, I was just going to say, I smelled it before I started pouring it, and like, holy crap, it smells so good. <laughs> Although mine got really heady. Mine's, mine, mine's thinking about it. Nah, no, no, mine's pouring pretty well. Or it did up until the point while I was pouring it against the side of the glass. I ran out of room, though. Wow. I was going to take a picture, and then the head decreased too much while I was trying to turn on a flash. So, pouring some more in. Yeah. Oh, wow. How's that... uh photography session going poorly <laughs> you can always tell my pictures on our instagram because they're the ones that look like shit <laughs> yay in fairness the one i posted most recently was like in bright sunlight so you know that helps a lot indeed it does oh wow that's really tasty so what we're drinking right now for our first beer this episode is calzone party it's a Dippa from Definitive in collaboration with Kushwa. Yeah, I have no idea where the fuck Kushwa is. I'm sure if we fucking untap this bitch, we can uh, figure out where the fuck Kushwa is. Given the name, I would have to honestly guess it's a smaller main brewery, just because it feels like a Native American word. And yeah, but we we fucked up Native Amer Native Americans all over the place, so you know, eh, maybe. Watch this; it's gonna be like Idaho. <laughs> Let's see here, Williamsport, Maryland. Oh, all right. We did fuck up a lot of Native Americans. Yep, we sure did. So this is a juicy 8.0 double IPA brewed in collaboration with our Maryland friends, Kushwa Brewing Company. Layered like a calzone with flavors from Citra, Brew One, Mosaic Cryo, and Mosaic Incognito hops, this huh. Parks and Rec inspired beer tastes and smells like Hawaiian flowers, ripe green fruits, and a bowl of pineapple punch. I am really curious what Mosaic Incognito hops are. Me too. I have no fucking clue. Like, I know what cryo is. I have no idea what the fuck incognito is. Maybe it's a new strain of mosaic or something. Potentially. But yeah. I mean, honestly, I like this. I do too. It's smooth as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like a little bit of bitter on the back end, but not ho a whole lot. It doesn't have that like gritty bitterness like some other beers do. 
Yeah, it has a hint of bitterness, which is like pleasant and, you know, reminds you that it has like some hop character. No, mm-hmm. this is this is quite quite well balanced, I think. Um yeah. and I I like reading the description, it's like I agree with the the pineapple flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be a solid one. Yep. All right. Um, Well, we already know this is going to be a very pop culture heavy episode. Uh, So if you really like that, then, hey, be sure to stick around. I know that we do have some beer that we can talk about, but not a whole hell of a lot. But we're still going to talk about the beer we can talk about. Um, So I guess I'll start off. It's not one that we were going to do as a fucking episode beer anyway, but I recently drank my my can of Hello Woodstock. Um, it's a treehouse beer, so you know it's going to be good. I wasn't super impressed with it, just because I'm often not super impressed with the majority of um, sessions that I have. So, like, while it was a solid beer... And I don't think that Untapped tells us what's in said beer, which is unfortunate. Oh, it's not a session. It's a pale ale. Oh, okay. It's fe- featuring pale malts and an assortment of hops featuring Amarillo. Again, Amarillo's fine. Yeah. It's just not like one that gets me real excited, so. I mean, it felt more like a session than a pale ale, but I don't know. what What's really the difference between a session and a pale that's an excellent question that Is I actually like malts used. It might be. I think the malts used might be part of it. Um, I think that the amount of hops used might be part of it. Although I've had some really hoppy pails, so mm-hmm. me too. I'm not. I'm not I, you know. I mean, I, anytime I think of pale ale, my mind immediately just goes to uh, fucking Oscar Blues, uh, the Dale's Pale, and yeah. like that is a fairly hoppy, fairly bitter pale ale yeah i think like this one was more it felt more like new england style ipa but i guess a pale ale well yeah new england a new england style pale is actually a thing oh alrighty, cool (laughs) basically anything hoppy you can make a new england style so it uses the same like unfiltered technique and you know it's going to be my question aggressive dry hop character so like yeah, no, really. Now that you say that, I don't exactly know what the difference is between a pale and an in a session IPA. Um, I would assume that a pale re- requires the use of pale malts, but like generally IPAs use those too. So, uh, uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I found it enjoyable. And it's not like it's something, unfortunately, that you can go and pick up at your, like, local liquor store. Yeah. But, I don't know, if you come across fucking Hello Woodstock and you like Sessions or Pale Ales, it's a very good example of both that's pretty tasty. Yeah. Like, nothing amazing, but still pretty tasty. Whereas this, you might have a shot of finding other places, like not in mass, though. Like you might yeah, have a shot of finding this in. Unfortunately, not in mass. In uh, other parts of New England. Well, Maine specifically. Yeah. Like, Definitive does do some distro, but like they don't distro most things. Um, hmm. Where the fuck was I? 
Oh, I think I was at. No, I wasn't at Ayotte's. I was somewhere. Oh, I was at um, Buckley's Market, which is where I picked up the other two things that I just gave to you that we aren't Art. talking about specifically. Yeah. That, that we're going to talk about in a future episode. Or we so, could just talk about spoilers. the one that... I was going to say, we could just talk about the one that we probably don't need to do as an episode beer. Oh, which one was that? That was the cloud drop. Oh, uh, yeah. It was... It was all right. It was yeah. too. It was too bitter. Like again, it had that like back end gritty bitterness that I just don't terribly care for. Agreed. And I would assume that it was intended to be a like a New England style, but yeah, that was so that was, we're talking about Cloud Drop from Upper Pass. That's another. That's that Vermont brewery. And the first Which, thing like, we had from them, I thought was really solid. Cloud we Drop, had, like three or four of. No, years at this point, just those this, two. This is only the second, huh? Yeah. Um, and I thought that, and like I figured this was going to be great because you know the first one we had was solid. This one has an average like four point something on Untapped, but uh, just goes to show also you have like what what were the hops in it as well? Because I feel like it had some hop that we really love. I want to say like Idaho Seven, but I'm not really certain. Oh, the description doesn't say. I mean, I could pull the pull wah, one of the wah. cans I have, but it says six hop varieties. So, oh, it's aggressively hopped in the whirlpool and post fermentation with six hop varieties, making it juicy and flavorful, but not too bitter. I disagree mm, on the not I, too bitter. I, I disagree on the not too bitter. And then it's a the malt bill is a blend of German and English base malts, Munich oats, and wheat. And like, which makes it feel like it should work, especially how like aggressively hop they did it using oat malts should make it work. You'd think so. But, but no, no, it was unfortunately just like too bitter for both of us. Like I, of course, drank it because trash can. But I mean, I, 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 I'm like, I haven't had a full one yet, but I will drink that. I just mm -hmm. won't like be thrilled that I am. I don't know. I mean, again, like I. Oh, I'm moving very hard away from beer that is like aggressively hopped in the whirlpool in, oh. in any fashion. It doesn't matter. Like I, I need you to, I need the, the hops to be on the, the, the later end of things for me to really enjoy them. Yeah. I really enjoy like a good dry hopping depending on which hop you go with, but yeah, I mean, exactly. Like the cow's own party is dry hopped really well. So that's why we don't get as much of that. Like, just throat punch bitterness <laughs> yeah like it's not like there's nothing in the whirlpool but it's just a whole lot less yeah oh. well i mean i feel like we've had this conversation before as well i'm not sure if it's on show or not i, I tried to do the it was through bur burps but it didn't work well um but like we've had conversations about like hopping process for beer and it's like their beers, their beers that we've had recently that feature Idaho seven that are just so blase and uninteresting. And like none of the flavor of the Idaho seven comes through. So it makes me think that like they're using the majority of either all their hops or just their Idaho seven in their initial brewing process and then dry hopping with like the more bitter shit at the end or just saving less to dry hop at the end. Saving less is probably what the problem is like. And yeah, honestly, 
like so hops much like weed is full of you know terpenes, terpenes and flavonoids but like those are compounds that can be sensitive to heat which is why you end up with that you know chemical reaction that produces that bitterness when you put it earlier in the process where it's warmer so like I, it's like it's the same reason why I think that like weed tastes better out of a vape than it does out of a out of when you're actually smoking it because you're not destroying as many of those like flavor and scent compounds. I would agree with you. Um, so it's you, the same. You definitely I get like yeah, you get more out if it's not as cooked. Yeah, but yeah, I guess go, going now. I realize why the hell I was talking about. I, we just ended up talking about a beer because of it, but I picked up uh, that cloud drop and another beer we will talk about later. Which at, was fantastic. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> um, I picked that up at Buckley's Market in Hollis, New Hampshire. Um, they, I also had their mac and cheese for dinner. And like, if you're down with like having a fairly garlic heavy mac and cheese with like the panko breadcrumbs and shit on top, oh like God, God that awesome. It's so fucking good, dude. Like it is so good. Um, but like, that's one of the, you know, so usually when you see definitive, like in places that aren't main, you see like the basic, you know, their basic IPA, like, or something that's like, you know, been around for a while. Like I actually saw, um, they had base reflex at Buckley's like Buckley's has oh. a, is a fairly small place, but it has a surprisingly good beer selection. I, and it makes me think that whoever is the owner or the purchasing manager there is into good beer and wants people to have them as a resource for that. But also, given your description of their mac and cheese, I'm going to guess that just everything they do is like pretty fucking solid. Oh, yeah. Um, it is also a cafe. I've never actually eaten there, but like they have they work with like a local coffee roaster and they get like you know, special roasted beans for them, which are really, really solid. Um, I, they also like their salads are great. They do this one. That's like, like cherry and blue cheese. And nice. yeah, yeah, it's so good. Um, their bakery's fucking incredible. Like I, I brought home for the second or third time, uh, their homemade funny bones. Mm. and that's exactly what you want it to be mm. like it's fucking perfect uh, like their cupcakes are unbelievable they did one that was like mint chocolate chip ice cream they made the frosting on top look like i like a scoop of ice cream and like it was the flavor was absolutely perfect like i would change absolutely nothing about that cupcake i had zero complaints it was exactly as advertised so if you find yourself in hollis new hampshire Check out Buckley's. And also Everything they do is great. Oh, and Lowell Farm. Yeah. Lowell Farm. Yeah. They're they're also fucking great. Uh, their bakery is also outstanding. They carry all kinds of good shit. Like, yeah. Was that one of the places that we used to get, like, delicious stuff from or no? Uh-uh. No? Okay. Where no, this is a place I discovered uh, moving here. Ah. Where the fuck did we get those, um, like pot pies with like the cornbread topping from oh that is wilson farm in lexington wilson farm if you find yourself in the place where the first shot of the american revolution was heard check out wilson farm 
They make awesome frozen dinners. Well, not even frozen, fridge dinners mostly. Oh, fridge dinners. I've gotten all kinds of shit from there. Like I've gotten, they did this like, oh man, they they do a, they, I've had pretty solid moussaka from there. They're the ones who do that like uh, sweet don't potato. Also, don't um, they also carry uh, Valenti? Valicenti? Valicenti. Yes. Um, and basically everywhere, like up here does too because oh. valicenti's in hollis new hampshire I'm, I'm so fucking jealous of that yeah i uh, actually picked up a, a garlic confit and uh ricotta ravioli mm. i figured that was something that zach might actually eat because oh, they had the yeah. truffle wild mushroom mushrooms Ooh. not not a selling point for him so oh that's unfortunate yeah i know I, right i thought he was a fun guy <laughs> <laughs> uh so lame Mm-hmm. <coughs> but no but, uh, and valicenti makes the best fucking red sauce i've ever used and like their golden like, gravy though their their red gravy their golden gravy and their alanorma like i don't think we ever tried their pesto yes we have we, we did it's um it's arugula and pistachio oh yeah that's right yep all right so yeah like if you find yourself in hollis new hampshire check out valicenti farms and get like all their stuff just just fucking get all of it yeah seriously get all of it um you can actually get take the golden gravy bring it home throw a little half and half in there warm it on the stove and eat it like a fucking butternut squash soup yeah 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 it it's like it's all good. i wouldn't do that because my body would fucking hate me for it afterward but do it oh yeah do it. yeah no seriously like shout out to valicenti um sadly most places don't have a super big selection of them uh kimball fruit farm usually has probably the best i've seen but like Lull Farm always has some of their stuff, including like some of their fresh pasta that's not ravioli, mm. which is kind of nice. I mean, didn't the fucking farm stand in Reading have like some of their stuff too? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that we've got, I think we've tried the, uh, you and I tried the like, like, I don't know, was it like lemon basil fettuccine or whatever? Oh, yeah. It was pretty decent. Yeah. Like honestly, they're like all of their pasta is good. Their sauces are fucking incredible. They also make a pizza sauce now, which I have not tried yet because I, I honestly I suck at making pizza. I cannot for the life of me figure out how to not suck at making pizza. Like I I've done okay when I've had like help, but like I've tried to do it myself a number of times and I kind of gave up because it was pathetic. Uh, two two tips and tricks. Tip and trick one. You got to let dough rise. Like, even if you get, like, store-bought made dough, you still got to, like, put it in a bowl, cover it with a, like, wet cloth, let it sit for, like, an hour, and then actually make the pizza out of that dough. Okay. Um, Tip two, pizza stone. I have a pizza stone. My Uh, problem is getting getting the, like, so... Then the, yeah, it's getting like, the pizza on and off of the fucking pizza stone is a big part of my problem. But oh, mostly uh, getting the unmade pizza, like the uncooked pizza, onto the pizza stone is a pain in the ass because you're supposed to put the pizza stone in the oven. Like yeah. what? But if that, I could make it on the pizza stone, I would fuck it, it up a lot less. Yes, but you you can't really do that. No. Um, 
you gotta throw some cornmeal on the pizza stone. So like the the way you're gonna want to do it is yeah I'm I'm I know t- how to use... trick out there like cornmeal on the pizza stone after the pizza stone is already warmed in the oven and then while you're prepping your pizza you do it on a wooden cutting board and flour the fuck out of it. I don't own a wooden cutting board. Oh, that's part of the problem. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I've done it on like. Uh, one of those like cookie sheets i was gonna say i've done Uh, it like on a cookie sheet that didn't have like you know the edges to it like that's that's been i did that again i did that with assistance a couple of times and it worked out fine every time i tried to do it by myself it was just like i felt like my pizza was like ugly all the crap fell off of it and then like it was just it had like six pounds of cornmeal stuck in it i'll have to hook you up with my mom one of these days my mom knows how to make a really good pizza at home <laughs> yeah have your mom teach me have fucking anyone teach me no, literally no, my ma. <laughs> sorry i find that way more funny than it should be i mean you're you're yeah yeah you're, you're, yeah. We mostly humor you. Yeah, I know. That they're not laughing with me; they're laughing at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's the thing I forgot to have you try. I specifically bought a bag of the feisty hot Port City pretzels. Oh, shenanigans! Shout out to Port City pretzels. Uh, we haven't had the feisty hot yet. Yeah, that's the only one that I haven't tried. The rest that I've tried are fucking delicious, because I've had the, uh, what was there, like a Cool Ranch and... No, Tasty Ranch Dill, and then the... the, uh, Tasty Ranch Dill. There's the Honey Mustard and something. Yeah. Or Mustard and Honey. Yeah, I think it's like Mustard and Honey or something, but like those two are amazing. The cinnamon sugar's pretty good as long as you're like... It's done really well as long as you're cool with the fact that it's still like equally as salty as the others. Oh, you see, now that would actually make me think that I would really like their cinnamon and sugar. Because I was thinking cinnamon and sugar as, like, so it's mini churros? Which, like, I'm not opposed to that either. But one of the reasons why I love those fucking horrible chocolate-covered pretzel things, Mm -hmm. like flips or whatever, um, is because of, like, the, the little like salt bombs inside of there. So if their cinnamon sugar is salted as well, I think I'd probably enjoy that. Yeah, you probably would. And it's got it's got a much more distinctly buttery flavor than most of them do. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I haven't even opened the feisty hot at this point. I'm waiting until somebody else wants to join me in that because I I actually have an open bag of the honey mustard still. <laughs> Very nice. I try. I try. Don't. No, no need to clap. Th- thank you, dear listeners. Thank you, dear listeners. There's no need to clap. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and, you know, my mom was like, oh, my God, they charge so much for these pretzels. And then she was then she found an article in the Globe and was like, they hire, you know, they they primarily employ like, you know, pe- like special needs people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, she, and it was like, like that's see, awesome and it's like now do you feel better about paying like five or six bucks for a bag of pretzels if only we lived in a better country that could actually take peer take care of its citizens instead of 
necessarily having people have to be like, but they're so expensive, but we're trying to do good because we don't have those support structures in this country because uh, Republicans, sorry, Republicans um, don't, don't want like equality for all people. As long as like white people are getting like preferential treatment to things. Oh man. I forget what the fuck it was. Oh, it was the newest fucking some more news. Oh, I still haven't watched that. The, the, uh, that's he- an, Every time he does one that's like an hour long, it takes me a while to get to it because it's like it's long. Like that is a commitment. I mean, the majority of it you don't really need to watch. It's can make good background noise that you like glance at every once in a while. Um, but he talks about like the inherent racism in like Reconstruction and the New Deal, and it's like fuck. I realized the reconstruction, but I didn't realize that the new deal was organized in such a way that it was preferential treatment for white people or actually antithetical or wrong word, just against black people or they didn't get approved for shit. It's like there was one year during the new deal that there was like 4,000 some odd people who were approved for subsidies through the new deal two of them were black and it's like what the fuck man i know that we are too like pushing middle-aged white people and like race relations are not a thing that we should be talking about because it's like we haven't really lived it but no i i i see like how fucked up everything has been yeah and i enjoy being told like hey this thing remember this thing yeah that thing was inherently racist yeah no i mean like i think that this is it's good that we continue to talk about it and learn more because like there's a lot of people out there that have no interest in doing so and i mean the first time i heard about black wall street was like a year and a half ago i want to say with um I think it was Lovecraft Country before it was the Watchmen series. But like both of them have. Oh, no, it was the Watchmen series before it was Lovecraft Country. But both of them have like an element of at least one episode that is like very much tied to the destruction of Black Wall Street. But that is not the only successful insurrection of this country. That is something else. So, hey, shout out to uh, Mr. Cody Johnston. Uh, if you want to come onto the show, we were more than happy to have you. Uh, I hope you're a drinker. Um, but I I love your show and I need to listen to your podcast. Like, Yeah, you totally need to listen to the podcast. You There's a lot of podcasts you need to listen to. I was just thinking, like, yeah. I, I think I might have learned about Black Wall Street a number of years ago from uh, Robert Evans on Behind the Bastards. See, now that would make more sense. But it's also one of those things. Why aren't we taught this in school? I mean, I just I love the people who are speaking out against like critical race theory because it's most of the people who like before critical race theory become a thing became a thing and the um sixteen nineteen project started to be taught in schools. Um like the the Confederate battle flag, that this is about my heritage. And the Civil War wasn't about slavery. It was about states' rights. And it's like, no, you are objectively wrong. Yeah. 
like just because now that people are going to get taught that like hey racism is bad and this is the history of racism that has existed inside of this country it's like no do not teach about our past i mean fucking futurama like like pick anything on tv that lasted for more than five years and it lasted longer than the goddamn confederacy like it's not about heritage it's about fucking racism and i will be entirely honest with you dear listeners there was a portion in my youth where like i i was a very shitty person and i'm happy i'm not happy but like i appreciate how far i've come from where i was and there was a portion in my life where i had this desire to be able to reconnect with my father and the only way that I could really see doing that without actually connecting with my father, because it's surprisingly hard to find people, especially, you know, somebody who probably at this point lives on some fucking compound. Like I still have distinct memories of one of his houses and it was like on a fucking compound in the middle of the goddamn woods. Like his parents were mountain people that you had to drive at least like, yeah, no, like I am I am so happy I do not live in the reality where I was raised by my father. But beside the point, there's a portion where there was a part of me that wanted to like try and connect with my father, and I saw that way of like embracing my southern heritage. So at one point in my life, I did have a Confederate flag that or Confederate battle flag, which I think was like the Virginia battle flag, which honestly makes slightly more sense for me just because i'm from virginia um so when i was like 19 i had that around and i'm very happy that i've come from where i was to now where i am because i'm not trying to use that as a symbol of you know states rights and my heritage and like all of those fucking excuses are bullshit. I apologize for this manic rant. On with the show. <laughs> Yay! No, but seriously, like it, like that's all we can really ask from ourselves and each other is like to continue learning and try to be better. Like you can't, you know. Like, I I definitely have plenty of shit in my life that I look back and it's like, I feel, like, guilty, you know, for, you know, saying or doing those things. And at the same time, it's like, well, but the fact that, like, I'm looking have back on grown? it. Yes, exactly. That's the key. Is Are like, you still that person? I mean, the fact that you have the conscious ability to see that you are no longer that person means that you're no longer that person yep but yeah i mean i and i think that there's I think a word learning learning should be a lifelong process like there there is there's no point at which self-improvement stops you can always <sighs> be improved upon i mean honestly every day I, I really wish that i had like the reading speed of teddy roosevelt because wasn't he the president who like read a book every day yeah he probably said that yeah he probably just said that or they were like agatha christie novels and it's like 95 pages and all right well i'm gonna read this while i take a shit this morning 
I was going to say children's books that are written for like four year olds. I read a book every day. C spot run. Run spot run. C spot die. Oh no. <laughs> Books done. Books done. Jeeves, come wipe me. <laughs> it's terrible. Teddy Roosevelt actually was like probably our most badass president ever. I mean, and he certainly wasn't the biggest shitbag, but like he's also not a great person actually no no he really wasn't a great mo- person. most most of our presidents have been shitbags in some way most not all just most most definitely most i mean at least in a way i would say we're up to what 40 okay so i i would say like probably about 44 of them have been shitbags in some way See the thing is, maybe I don't maybe forty five. I don't I mean, know specifically forty five, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know enough about. I would. I don't know enough about like most of the like you know old old presidents enough. I mean, like, what's the especially name of the, guy? the ones in between, like the founding kind of era and like the founding modern to kind Lincoln, of era. and then Lincoln to pretty much like Eisenhower is just kind of like dead space. Oh, uh, which one was like the, the horrible, horrible racist. Was that Wilson? Um, I cannot say that it was not. My mind keeps on going to the guy who died like three weeks into office. So, but I, I can't mean, remember his name. I, I mean, of not, ones not who that actually... I thought that he was bad, but like as an excuse for, as like, an argument for like at least didn't have a chance to do anything bad in office i mean i i don't know man i'm i'm arguing for like probably jimmy carter nah jimmy carter like definitely seems like the most stand-up guy of the modern era i mean like obama's not bad on that scale but like come on man he still killed like a whole bunch of people and had some like real fucking i mean policies i don't really agree with yes he made progress i will give him that he did make some progress and he was generally an a pretty okay guy generally he just did some real shitty stuff too keep in mind like there are the things kids in sure cages things started under him so. yes it did actually i thought kids in cages started underneath uh expanded GW. kids in cages started under oh, uh, he okay. expanded that yeah i mean i well, don't like, know that he was like i think we need more kids in cages but like he also no he expanded like uh, i mean fucking, oh, that's the like, same catch and release and still with catch and release it's like let's grab them let's throw them in cage we're gonna like throw a gps tracker inside of them and then we're gonna release them it's it's terrible do not get any ideas um deep state from what we are saying no this is not the joe rogan podcast ew ew Ew. I mean, if anybody needs their balls blown up, like that guy, Ugh. that guy could do that guy. He's well, okay. He's not like the top priority of getting his balls blown up, but like, he's not, he's not like not on that list. Yeah. 
Well, I feel like uh, this episode's fuck you should go out to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, fuck you. Yay. <laughs> you know, weren't we going to talk about like Marvel shit or something? And yeah, we, ended we were, up talking and then we got like... distracted, and we feel I feel like we should get off politics. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but also finish the current beers that we have so we can get on to the next beer, because we are 36 minutes in. Bug picked your head up at that one. Oh. <laughs> oh. She's sleeping in that weird spot in front of the door like her brother does. Oh. Well, I mean, she does love her brother. She does, but I think it's more like wistfully waiting for me to either open the porch or, you know, be available as a cat bed. Ah, so it's that door, not that door. If it was the other door, I would think it's like the air moving in. That's just giving like constant blow. (laughs) Oh, stretchy. Hi, are you being really cute? Oh, you're always being really cute. Yes, she yes. gets. She's a princess who gets everything she wants, folks. Sip, 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 sip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I covered my mouth with that one, but yes, fuck me. Um. <laughs> fuck me dockingly (laughs) yes (laughs) that works for me i i'm i'm holding my middle fingers horizontally and poking them at each other so yeah dockingly sure that's yes all right beer in hand don't don't squirt yourself don't squirt yourself oh i will three two one crap hey i didn't Nice. So, beer number two today is Digitox from, um, g- give me a second to keep pouring. Tox Brewing. Tox Brewing. Where is Tox Brewing from? They, they feel like they're New Hampshire based. No, they're Connecticut. Nope, they're Connecticut. Uh, this is an 8.5 double India Pale Ale. I'm guessing it's not a New England style, or else it would probably say it. Although, given the unfiltered nature of it, I would have to guess. Oh, oh, your your face tells me a tale. Tell me the tale. The tale the the tale is that Bug has is now on her back with her with her front legs like pointed at one angle, and her back leg at like a. I don't know. So if her if if her front legs are at ninety degrees, her back leg is at like twenty degrees. Mm. One eighty and and thirty. Yeah, something. Oh, no, she's just like stretching and being cute. But she's like, instead of going through the whole stretching routine, she's just sort of stopped in the middle of it. All right, I must say I really enjoy the can art on this can because it's like um, 
it's like a frog wizard with like Van Gogh's Starry Night outside of the window while he's in your like stereotypical, you know, wizard's castle. Although there is a uh, human jackalope on the can as well, or at least their skull. Like it, I dig the art on it more than I dig the beer. Which is funny because my dad actually really liked this one. No, it wasn't this one. He sent me a picture, like, because I gave him a bunch of the shit that we had, and uh, oh yeah, and he was like, he sent me a picture of Shady when I strut, which we talked about in a previous episode, and said I like this one. And it's like, I don't know what makes him like I like that doesn't it, like I can't tell you I mean, what it is about it that he likes that better than like any of the treehouse or this or anything. I had a kind of, well, then again, you and I had disapp- disagreements when it came to seven and nine, but seven of nine. Oh, all right. So sometime in the future, we're going to get Jerry Ryan on the show. It's going to be like six years from now, but we'll get her on the show. <laughs> sure. Sure. We have no prayer of that. No. She's way too. There's there's way. There are a lot of people that it's like, you are way too famous for me to even think about. <laughs> oh, hi, bug. She's working to get my attention right now. Oh. But like subtly and quietly, not in like the I'm yelling at you kind of way. All right. I'm going to check in Digitox, which I like. I don't I don't think I like it as much as Calzone Party. No, Calzone Party is tastier beer in my opinion. Uh the Digitox, it's all right. I mean Yeah, it's all right. Uh I'm not checking in there right now, but I would say that I'd probably put this like somewhere between 3.75 and 4. I gave it a 4 just because its average is a 4.24. Wow. Yeah, I know. That feels abnormally high to me. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. So while I'm in untapped, so I, I had two other beers while I picked up this among other things, at Definitive. So it was my first time going to Definitive in Kittery, and it's a nice little spot. It's definitely much smaller than Portland, obviously, but closer. Um, And I've never seen a Chick-fil-A food truck before, so needless to say, I had to do something with that. Uh, Anyway, so the two things that I had on tap are things that they tend not to release as much in cans um i had another version of sweet life which was the pink guava and mango um that was fucking incredible the pink guava and the mango both came through really well um perfect sour very pulpy um nice you know very smoothie like you know so it's like that nice balance of like the natural sweetness from the fruit and like the sour characteristics so um gave that a 4.75 and then i also gave a 4.75 to another version of euphoric nights this one was the strawberry tangerine and vanilla again Mm -hmm. all the flavors come through and 
very pulpy, very smooth, nice balance between natural fruit sweetness and sour. And hell yeah, if you like fruited sours, why the fuck have you not been to Definitive yet? Yeah. If you live in the Boston area, you are not that far from Kittery. But yeah, that that fucking definitive sour thing sounded good. <laughs> yeah, and we have two definitive sours to talk about at some future date. Although, I will say this about the Portals series. Um, I'm always hopeful, but I think Slightly that... Slightly disappointed. The Portals series, I think, is the weakest of their sour series until you get to the double fruited portals which is when they add all the pulpy bullshit in so they don't can basically any of the pulpy bullshit i don't know that's unfortunate i i think that there i don't know if there's a an issue with you know how long it lasts on a shelf or it's uh you know like just general ability to be canned i don't really know what the issue is um i would guess the issue is they don't have an ability to uh, um pasteurize it maybe well i don't know that you can i don't know i mean because i don't it's i i'm not sure exactly what the issue is because like the only time i can't th- i'm so late night is a s- series that they can in its original form um and that's it and that one always works out great. That's the one that they've done, like, the blueberry waffles and triple berry yeah. pie and shit. Um, I I don't know that I've ever seen a Sweet Life or a Euphoric series in a can-can. I think that the... I think that... I think those are always Crowlers. Huh. Okay. I think. I'm not sure. I've definitely gotten Crowlers of some one of the Euphorics. Um, and I think of the something else, maybe not a sweet life might've been another euphoric series, but yeah, the pulpy bullshit, they don't tend to can. So, you know, that's a bummer, but like the portal series again, it's like of the, you know, it's it's a solid sour it's just that like once you've had the amped up version of it you're kind of like oh where's all my fruit yeah it's all right (laughs) yeah like it's not it's by no means bad like it's just it's a comparison between the two different Mm -hmm. states of portals So yeah, I guess we've gotten some beer talk in. Um, we, we've gotten some political talk in. Um, if you're still a election denier, fuck you. I uh, guess that uh, we'll end up... Uh, <laughs> sorry, my bad. Um, wow, we're already like 47 minutes in and we haven't even like talked pop culture. We just talked like fucking politics and shit. Jesus. Yeah, it happens. It's why our next series that we're going to start is going to be so amorphous as well. Um, But that's just a quick teaser for not the next series. Like, we're going to legitimately have, like, an actual pop culture podcast. 
well, mostly movie pop culture, TV pop culture. Yes, but like instead of, you know, mixing the two things, I mean, we might mix we're, the we're two still, things. We're, but we're like, still going to mix in. Like, we're, we're still, well, I'm still going to drink. I'm still going to drink during the other podcast. But we're still going to have pop culture on this podcast, too. So look forward to see it or screw it. <laughs> Yay. All right. So. Um, Loki. Well, I, I mean, in just we can in general, like, do you want to go specific Loki or do we want to go like the Disney plus TVU stream you? I mean, it is still MCU. It is still part of the MCU. But even uh, Feige like was distinctly. like, well, like even Feige was like, you don't need to watch any of this stuff to know what's going on. But you kind of should. You. Yeah, it, it, it will like give you extra information. <sighs> it sets up emotional stakes for stuff that's going to come up in the MCU. Um, yeah. I, I think all three series did that. I mean, um, oh, I just want to like really point out there right now. We are going to get into spoiler territory. Um, the season finale of Loki was like a week ago. And if you are following it, then you are already up to date. If not, and you're waiting, you're going to watch it at some later point. Please turn off the podcast. If you're going to turn off the podcast now, um, sign up for our Instagram and, and, and Twitter and Facebook page and, and, Give us some money, please. <laughs> we we love we love you a we, lot. We we do love you. I know we say fuck you. Well, I know we say fuck you a bunch. But, but that's how you say I, I love still, you in yeah. New, New Englander. Yeah. <laughs> uh, excuse me. How do I get to government center? Fuck you. You go that fucking way. <laughs> oh, I love you too, buddy. <laughs> hey, go fuck, fuck you yourself. even more. <laughs> go fuck yourself too, buddy. Go fuck yourself. Anyway. But yeah, we're going to get into spoiler territory in three, two, one. Spoilers. It, you, Loki okay. dies. <laughs> no, Loki does not die, you asshole. Anyway. Um, so, I, I mean, so my general overview of all three series is that I like all of them. I think that it's really the last episode of each one of them that like falls kind of flat for me in the sense that it, instead of wrapping up the character stories that it has set up through it's, you know, whatever preceding like six episodes or whatever, six, or five nine. Of, six, yeah. 69. All right. Nice. All right. All right. That's a sex number. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that, I think that it sets all of them up and then basically like instead of wrapping up of the storylines that's been setting up the entire season it it wrap it like it feeds into the greater mcu which like <clears throat> i understand why they're doing that like these series now, are basically I, meant i i would have to disagree with you i agree with you on falcon and winter soldier and loki and i had more issues with the final episode of loki than I did the other two. Okay, but, I, I, okay, like, yeah. WandaVision, I, I okay. Think that the WandaVision last episode's just not really, great. really, like, closed out the story. It did. Whoa. It just didn't I do it well. I agree you, it didn't do it well. 
and like the but it clearly was still setting up fucking was, yeah like the know, doctor universe. strange and well it's isn't it oh, specifically you, doctor um, strange and the multiverse of madness yeah yeah strange Two, electric boogaloo <laughs> um yeah sure have you like seen or read or watched anything that's about um how the ending of WandaVision matches up with the ending of Loki, which no. makes me appreciate it a little bit more. So when Wanda finally becomes the um oh, fucking Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Huh. Um yeah, like, shut it that matches up when she finally like starts absorbing the power from Agatha matches up when he who remains Kang the conqueror. Well, a more Amortis is who that character really should be instead of he who remains, but semantics, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like that matches up when he loses control of the sacred timeline with the birth of the Scarlet Witch. Oh, okay. That does, that, like, that like, makes some sense. That's pretty cool. And like, I enjoy the ending of fucking uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier as well. Like I, I love WandaVision because WandaVision, the villain is grief. Yeah. Well, the vision, the, 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 like the, I think the villain in each one of them is like more of a concept or a, uh, a feeling than it is like a person. Yeah. Um, I still haven't figured out what it is for Loki. Um, incest? Uh, no, no, no like, it's there more be, like there should loneliness. Be a different word for like wanting to fuck yourself. Yeah, there's it. Because, like, incest would be fucking a sibling or a relative. Yes. Yeah, probably fucking a relative. And, and like, yes, you are relative to yourself. But is there a word that exists in English for to fuck oneself or to fuck a copy of oneself? I mean, I don't think that there's a word that specifically says that, but something like autoerotic something something or something uh, based on that. No, it, it should be like closest. Autocest? Uh, autocest would imply like automobile to me. <laughs> like like closest would be a combination of clone and incest. I understand that, but there you're then but you're leaving it, it out anything that's like not closest. clone and also the fact that True. like the like uh, like you know i'm thinking of like you know autol autologous you know autonomous yeah 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 no autodesist uh, autonomous autocest autocest it doesn't roll off the tongue but that's how that's uh, how you would construct that in english I feel like it should be more closely associated to autonomy or atomy. Atticest. Yeah, but that's different. There's like we're we're getting into like the like Greek and Latin roots of words right yeah. now. So 
So if you came here for pop culture this episode, I guess, fuck you. All right. (laughs) Okay, then shut up and let me fucking talk about pop culture. Oh my God, my cats are being cute right now. Anyway, um, like, all right. So I'll give you that WandaVision didn't like, like wasn't setting that up in the service of other things. But like they clearly. I I dug WandaVision for like formatting. I like, did too. I love how it was organized and made, and like, I still feel like on it. I feel like the last episode should have been at least two, if not like three episodes. I think that you had a lot of story dumped on you. Like yes. you had so much time this whole season exploring like the backstory, and then it feels like they pressed you know fast forward times four to like go to the ending once you get like agatha and it was like yes for fuck's sake dude like give me um he who remains yeah same deal similar issues with that final episode because like it's like the entire season builds up to kang the conqueror Mm -hmm. and then not just builds up to kang the conqueror but builds up to like growth on the part of like loki and sylvie and like you don't get enough like explanation yeah. A good chunk of the last episode is like Kang the Conqueror explaining his fucking backstory and bullshit, which is which I again do, I, I important do appreciate because I, you're I setting up basically yeah. the, the entire next our, our probably next couple of yeah, he's our next Thanos. You're setting up the next probably couple of phases of the MCU. You need to have him give his fucking backstory. But at the same time, it's like, okay, then give me more fucking episodes so you can actually wrap up the st- the characters that we've been following. Because like a same thing where you said like uh you want you, you wanted Mobius to like get his fucking jet ski. I really you know wanted what? Mobius to get his An fucking jet ski. An extra episode or two, you could have gotten a goddamn jet ski for fucking Mobius. But, but, like there's no, all it, kinds it, of shit that you could have done to wrap up the stories of the characters we've actually instead, been following the whole season. Instead of getting anything like setting up a next season, we got a mid-episode scene or mid-credit scene. That was just see in season two. And it's like, no, no, don't just fucking do that to me. Like, that is an asshole move, especially that, like, fucking Marvel is known. Well, the MCU is known for their, like, mid and end credit scenes. And to make my mid credit scene just like, come on back, we'll see you again, pisses me off. Yeah. Like, uh, again, I think that I, I don't I mean, think if that anything, any... actually, no, I can see that going better if instead of having just like the labeling of coming soon, season two, Loki, I would rather have black screen, miss minutes, pop in. And we'll see, see you, you real soon or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like, see you later works too. And then like pop out and then you go to like your regular end credits. That would have been way better than just the tabletop labeling of there's a season two happening of this. Because like season two of Falcon Winter Soldier is just going to be cap four. You know, and like I did really enjoy... All right, that's better. Um, that sounded yeah. way off to me. 
But anyway. I mean, like, that was way less off than the other one. But anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, honestly, like, Disney Plus, kind of worth it, at least temporarily. Watch the fucking series. Like, they do kind of matter. Um, they they're matter. all worth it, too. I think honestly, they're, they're all worth I it. I think they're all worth watching. It's like, again, it's similar to, like, Black Widow. It, I, I don't, I don't hate any of them, but I see the flaws in all of them. I do too, but I think maybe I I like them a bit more than you do or something. I don't know. I, I definitely find them more yeah. worth it. Or I just have a greater film-based analytical eye, and that's what makes me realize like faults in things more than you do. Or I just sit on my fucking ass and watch movies like literally all the time, unless I'm committing pedicide. <laughs> In he learned a new word today, folks, <laughs> because he's been playing Fortnite again. And he was like, what is it called when you kill children, but they're not like infants? <laughs> I, it's just fucking child murder. Like, honestly, yeah. like no one uses pedicide. It's child murder or like child homicide. Like, sure, <laughs> if you want to sound like fancier then yeah, sure. Fucking homicide. Kid murder works, too. You know, yeah. has a nice kind of kind of you know brief into the point i i I murder small sheep no i murder small goats yes yes took me a second there we're all really proud of you tj (laughs) lambicide (laughs) i murder small sheep (laughs) and this was tj's last episode before he went to the loony bin they're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, haha. He did the funny farm where life is beautiful and all the time, and life. Ah, uh, fuck it. I fucked it up. Never like, mind, kids. I'm not disparaging people who go to mental, you know, inpatient mental health treatment. There's definitely still a place for people who are, it's like, hmm. We don't think you're ever going to be ready for society, so we're going to put you in this special place. Um, TJ will go to the special place. Yes. I will travel back in time and be one of the influences for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. The the original novel, not the movie. I know that you keep thinking if you buy a hot tub, you will be able to travel in time, but like literally that is the not only reason literally the only reason i want a hot tub is so i can spill some like russian red bull on it and travel through time i mean that would be rad but like you do realize that like pools and hot tubs and shit are like a lot of upkeep right yes <laughs> and you still want to and liability issues you still want to yes. deal with that well my hot house tub, so, hot, hot tub, tub- let yeah. a little bit less bad but like oh my god i didn't did you recently read the like there was some reddit it might have been like the one of the you know what's the worst shit you've seen on reddit kind of threads i can't remember because one of those came up and asked reddit again and Fucking like ask reddit but like there was a, a story on reddit where like somebody had like two kids who like this you know 
this couple had two kids who both drowned in like a neighbor's pool because they like got out of their house and like they were like i don't know four and six or something and like the father saw the one of the kids floating in like the shallow end of the pool and pulled him out and was doing cpr and crap that kid didn't make it and then they they were looking all over for the other kid and didn't even realize that he was just in the bottom of the the deep end of the pool jesus fucking christ yep and this is why folks you definitely do like Owning a pool sounds rad unless you have like enough security to keep out kids because like then they're just a massive fucking liability issue. Like, well, I feel like that's why I would do like hot tub with like high fences if I had neighbors on sides, mm-hmm. just so it's like, no, th- this is a no child environment. Yeah, I-, I would like to be able to go into my backyard if I had a hot tub and just like naked tub. Y- but you yeah. Know? But like that, I mean, again, Damn. if somebody drowns in your fucking pool or hot tub, then uh, again, no, you, I think it's lo- you are liable. Yep, goes under your home and homeowners insurance. But still, it's just like, yeah, that's also not a thing that you really want to have to ever deal with psychologically. No, let alone financially. Well, I feel like we we're having uh, no. We we should be wrapping this shit up instead of like getting into, um, you know, death. Yeah, let's like stop talking about death. Um, yeah, sunshine and rainbows and kittens. You know, kittens are really yeah. cool. And also, kittens Wash came over. Pretty rad. They're little murder machines, but they're pretty rad. I mean, they're also really annoying and very and claw very many things and chew yes. on very many things. Um, little murder machines. <laughs> again, worth it once. If if they could, they would eat you. Totally. I mean, they they climb you pretty well. Um, well, Wash <laughs> was had, had had been sitting over here at some point, like closer to the slider, and he got up and like did that like beeline like right in front of his sister. So mm. they both fucked off in the bedroom direction. I don't know what's going on, but I can only assume wow, that. Bow, wow. No, you gross. Wow, wow. Ew, gross. They've both been fixed <laughs> forever and also you. <laughs> yeah, no. They're they're they they have fucked off to presumably, I don't know, just dis- destroy my bedroom carpet more or something. I mean, things go better in twins. But hey, it's time for us to wrap it on up. Um, she's been Emily Schick alongside me, TJ Davis. Uh, check us out on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and, and give us, give, give us your money on, um, Patreon, patreon.com backslash N-E-B-R. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we're working up a new idea, folks. Hopefully one that like way more people give a shit about so yeah oh and once we get a second person to sign up for our patreon we will actually start making bonus episodes dude seriously anyone give us like a fucking dollar if you give us a dollar that will mean that like no one no, contributes no, um, anything you have to g- give us two dollars yeah, to give, give us, us two dollars to give us a dollar because there is one dollar taken out of each donation immediately yeah so Please, if you would, 
somebody out there throw two bucks at us so patreon Bruh, literally anyone who wants to sign up for like two fucking dollars like, and then you could be like the only episodes. person in your friend group to share our opinions on things when it comes to movies at least for now at least for now because it's probably going to be like beer in a movie and it's going to be spoiler heavy review of movie but we will give a um advanced notice of what that will be through our instagram and twitter motherfuckers <laughs> i'm going to push this towards tv shows as well folks but like you yeah. know we're gonna i mean we're probably gonna cover things that like i've seen extensively just because it's like what am i gonna do rewatch i mean i i should be actually keeping up with a star trek voyager rewatch i've just been really bad at it i'm i'm like uh, dude i'm like two seasons behind in that fucking oh. podcast so yeah shout out to garrett wong and um robbie mcneil i was gonna say tom paris so thank you <laughs> hey do you guys like beer uh you want to be on our podcast <laughs> oh my god i would love that i would love that so much we'll like, send you a beer well she'll send dude, you a anyone beer. who's been in star trek like ever i don't care yeah. if you've been like a bit part i want to fucking hear like what it was like being on set or whatever too like fuck it just come on we'll none send of these you people beer. listen to us no do you know someone who knows someone who knows someone who is on star trek then who has once sucked out. the dick of someone who was on Star Trek. <laughs> All right, we're wrapping this shit up. Um, she's been Emily Schick. And he's been TJ Davis. The biggest idiot ever. Um, This has been... New England Beer Reviews. These one got peanuts and soap in them. <laughs> uh, super solid girl. Um, <laughs> join us next time where we're going to drink beers and talk pop culture or whatever else the fuck we feel like. I was the chubby lady hiding in the bushes. <laughs> 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 and then the squirrely dips greasy head. Uh, uh,